right, well, welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. I'm sick. I'm Sam. I'm sick and Sam. Sick and Sam. <laughs> I'm sick of Sam. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, oh, that's, that's that's depressing and meta. Um, yeah, what's up? What's up, y'all? Did you happen to... So, uh, did you happen to listen to... Do you listen to the show? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was so in unison and hesitant, like y'all have been planning for this lie for years. Um, did you listen to the Nate Henry one? Which one's that? Where we talked about Bigfoot and Lyme disease and how he just recently got into Nephilim. I did not. Nate Henry from Sherwood, Dan Koch's buddy. Did not hear Oh. Well, I'm, I'm already bringing him back on the show because he's already changed his mind since the last episode. Oh, it's been awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, he he like he started out. He started out like me, like how everyone who gets into like Nephilim shit starts out and they start diving in. And he got into this dude, Gary Wayne, who is like a good intro. But the more you read about him, like he thinks like C.S. Lewis is like a pawn of the devil. And so then you're like, OK, dude, never mind. <laughs> You're wrong about a lot of shit. So I pointed him in like, I pointed him in a good direction and, and so we talk about that, but um That's awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah. When, Man, I, 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 no, go I ahead. I just like the Nephilim theory is just such a hard conversation to have in public. Like there was somebody at work the other day and like he said something, I can't remember what he said, but I was like, That sounds like like the Nephilim theory stuff, man. He's like, What's that? And I'm like Man, I don't know really what went into it. I said, oh, now you got me curious. And then here I go trying to explain it. And I'm like, oh, my God, people are hearing me. Yeah. Explain man. this. And I just feel like I'm the crazy guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened with my, my, my sister-in-law. And my, my, my wife just totally threw me under the bus. She was like, oh, uh, Jed, tell Brittany about, about the Nephilim stuff you're into. And I'm like, you dirty. And she was like, what are you talking about? She's like you know giants and angels and stuff and i'm like this and then we were like at the mall on a tuesday afternoon i was like this is neither the time nor the place (laughs) i'm not getting into you with this right now like i can't because yes if if i don't have like literally if i don't have like three hours of two bathroom breaks and three cups of coffee like it's not worth discussing because i'm just gonna sound insane yeah. You know, and I'll probably sound insane when it's all said and done. Like, I know, I'm sure, like, I'm pretty sure the listeners at this point are divided into the people that, like, will still listen to the episode or see Nephilim in the title and just skip the shit out of it. You know, your episode, your episode with Joey was really compelling. I'll be honest. Cause I, thank you. I had a former pastor that was super into that theory and, like, it, it freaked me out. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'd already kind of written it all off. And then, but your argument really made a lot of sense. So, yeah. Oh, did you did you see how uh, my old uh, co-host is now co-hosting with Joey on Pastor with No Answers? Not, like a straight Judas. <laughs> yeah, John, if you're listening, that's I'm I'm talking about you, you treacherous, treacherous, <laughs> Judas kissing traitor. traitor. All right, T R eight R from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. um yeah dude uh i mean yeah good for him whatever dude you know i'm not mad i'm not bitter he's making about eight thousand dollars an episode 
What? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> <That's> like, what? <laughs> we totally believed you. Hey, yeah, money yeah, in yeah. this? <laughs> oh, some. I also faked out. So I went to um, <laughs> you know what are fun and definitely not awkward worship team meetings. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I went to one of those I'll tonight. <laughs> um, but my uh, my uh, pastor slash worship leader is like an avid golf fan, and we walked in, and he's got golf on TV, and so like naturally, I'm just shitting all over it, just like what are you, you know, like who watches golf and like just blah 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 blah. And he was like, he was like, I mean, you're saying that, but like it's hard. And I was like, I was like, bro, you're looking at uh 15th All American 1998. And I just, I st- like stone faced, like just snapped that off. And he looked at me and goes, wait, what? And I was like, no, dude. I was like, those, those words don't even make sense. Like, yeah, like separately, those are all words, but like together I screwed it up. But no, I do. I'm, I'm horrible at golf, but yes, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. But that was, it's a, yeah, it's a hard life being a, being a, a worship team drummer. Yeah, I, I get no totally. say. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody cares. Sam knows, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. She cares. stops playing though. She she engages in peaceful protest every Sunday. Yeah, Does I'll she, be like, really? she stops playing when she wants the song to be done. Seriously? Yep. I'll just end the song. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Wait, are, do they like? Are, are they uh, the best meme I've seen? Was repeating the wait, repeating the bridge seven times is not Real. being filled by the spirit. And no, I was like, for real. Oh and they're like, God, they'll be doing that. And I can tell. I, I look over. I'm like, she's about to stop. And she's looking at me, shaking her head. And I'm just <laughs> laughing. I'm coming playing the bass. And I'll just, just end. And like, they want to keep singing a cappella, then more power to you. But I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you're liable to just. I mean, we're talking Hillsong numbers. Oh, like, we're, we're, in, we're in like the 15 minute. Like, no way, dude. We keep ours. We keep our. We do a four song set max. We're talking. 15 minutes probably 20 maybe 20 minutes maybe 30 actually but no dude we're not we ain't doing all that business our, our worship service can sometimes last an hour yeah yeah usually it's long, five songs dude. but sometimes it's more and like there's been times when there's been like no preaching we'll just like, we're just gonna worship and pray all sunday morning and i'm like i feel well, like i feel uh, like that's I'm the equivalent that's the equivalent of like, so I'm a counselor and some days I'm like, you know what? We're going to play volleyball for group. And like, that's usually, <laughs> usually because like, I don't feel like necessarily doing anything that day. I'm I always like fine with that because like I'm more engaged playing the bass than I, I am I listening get tired. to the sermon. I yeah. get tired. <laughs> if you can't, yeah, dude, drumming, like it is not the, like the repetitive stuff. If you're not allowed to like go anywhere, like musically free like it'll get real boring real quick yeah that's why like i can never like be a drummer for like the strokes or like um (laughs) who's another like the white stripes where it's just like god that would get so aggravating after a while where it's like it has to be this one specific boring standard thing yeah i'm sure um I'm sure you are awful to play the drums for, Tyler. I'm sure you're a, a tyrant. Well, no, I like to get the song done as quickly as possible. I know. And, like, I, I will That's sing, not the, like... It's not the only thing do. you like to get done quick. <laughs> well, I mean, efficiency. <laughs> so, I'm an efficient man. 
Um, <laughs> in high school, my nickname was Two Straight. Hey, anyway. hey. <laughs> I'm a hybrid, all right? I'm energy efficient. If I all turn categories. off at the red lights. Exactly. <laughs> yep. You got to start me back up. You, you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So, Good analogy. So, <laughs> no, like, like I'll do, like, I'll do, um, uh, man, great are you, Lord. And, like, we're doing this bridge, and I'm going to go, I'm going to say, repeat that three times, just, you know, and then I'm going to go into that chorus, and the song's over. And, like, sometimes her dad's like, do it again, do the bridge again. And I'm like, ah, and I'll obligatorily do it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to just stand there and be like, no. You, yeah. you need to be like, this was the River Kwai, and that bridge is done blown up, son. Yeah, there bridge is no the more bridge. Kwai. At this point, we are fording the creek. Yeah. Dude, that reminds me of that Unforgivable. Unforgiv- it's like part two, right? Yeah. They're like, they're, it's like, we're watching three movies. <laughs> Dr. Zhivago, Brief Encounter, The Bridge on the River Kwai. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the... Oh, that is the single. I if I had to. Oh wait, Kaylee, come say hey. Kaylee. Okay, say hey to Tyler and Sam and the people on the show. Come on, quick, quick! You're you're burning air. You're burning air. Say hello in here. Say hello. hello. Hey. Oh, she's so shy. Um, that is probably one of the single. If I had, if you held a gun in my my head and said like. You can only watch one more internet movie for the rest of your life. I'd be like, unforgiven. Unforgivable. Yeah, unforgivable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, dude. It's the just second so one, good. though, I think the second one's my favorite because he's like, left a bag of meth in a mailbox. Get her some trouble or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so, I want to, I want to do, I want to do like a where is he now? Because I'm right. like, where is that dude? Like, yeah. I hope he's rich as hell wherever he's yeah. at. I'm sure he's not. He might even be dead, but like, Going into LeVans, get some pants from me. Y'all yeah, gonna steal them because I ain't had no money. We went to the mall. Chick-fil-A. She wanted Chick-fil-A or some shit Chick-fil-A. like that. I said, give me a chicken sandwich and some it's waffle, waffle fry. fry for free. For free. I ain't had no money. <laughs> yeah, she, yes. she sucked my dick a little bit. It was all right, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> God, oh, those, those are my brothers. I said, bitch. Better not, not have, have no have siblings. No brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Better not have no brother. That's a mistake. God, it was just so good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch that like right now. But yeah. let's. Uh, we're gonna get to the uh, amended opinion of uh, Nate Henry from Sherwood, uh, a MySpace Records band. Um, we tried to get. I tried to get Dan because we we referenced Dan so much about like how like he does not believe in any of this stuff. And I texted Dan. I was like, "Yo, will you come on and be and like talk with me and Nate?" And he was just like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> he don't even want his name attached to this. No, he's fine because I told him I was like, "Dude, we, you, you are referenced all, like probably at least like between the two episodes like twelve times." Um, but oh. he was like, he was like, "No, not. I'm just no." <laughs> It's like I love you guys, but no. I'm like I get it, I get it. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. I I, yeah. I got the feeling that they've had that conversation many times before, and it just hasn't gone. Gotcha. Well, so. I, I I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, send me an email, churchandtheadrugs at gmail dot com. Uh, if you want to hear a bonus episode that we all three just recorded, uh, where I give my 
very uh, strong opinions about birds of prey, uh, go to patreon.com backslash church and other drugs and our merch store, storefrontier.com slash church and other drugs. Uh, my wife is in graphic design school now, so expect some new designs. I will force her to make them. Yay! All right, see y'all. our last episode went well enough for you to talk to me again i know so i know well i thought it was (laughs) i thought it was hilarious that it's like all right i immediately changed my position on some things which i love (laughs) that's what well i mean it's no i was so when you said yeah so all right um i don't even know how to preface that but when you were you we're talking about Gary Wayne, and then you and that that the thing you texted me was one of the things when I was like, I'm out with you because he was like, uh, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien uh, are on the bad side, and I was like, yeah. you are smoking crack, dude. Like, C.S. Lewis is not a secret like mole for the enemy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of like you know. You have to have people who have vetted the information to kind of give you little tips and, and tricks like, hey, if you're going to get into this topic, just don't listen to these two guys because they're a little bit out there. Or if you do, just be careful because, right? you know, and uh, yeah, it, it, dude, it's – I literally was talking to a friend today who's kind of in the agnostic camp. And by the end of the conversation, he Ag- was just quiet like, whoa. Ag- agnostic in general or in regards to this subject? Yeah. Just, you know, just kind of doesn't know what he believes, just kind of in a little bit more in the, like, grew up in the Christian church, started deconstructing, and then it's just completely just wiped the slate clean, open-minded, trying to figure out what to put back on the slate. Okay. And then you hit him with this? I just, I just said, well, yeah, because, you know, he he, he sent me this uh, Peter Rollins episode that was talking with this guy about... You know, we can't really know. Is is that the Scottish philosopher guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's really good. He is really it's ju- good. It's just, I was trying to say, I, I was trying to hit him with a different idea. I'm like, okay, yeah, we could talk about what's how to think and what's in the brain all day long. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to tell you is, there's physical evidence that the gods existed, and that can be more of a scientific way to prove to you that like the spiritual world has physical evidence for it. My that's, that was kind of my argument. I mean, it was kind of an hour and a half to two hours kind of breaking that all down, which is a lot of stuff that I've learned from Heiser. Yep. So what, what were, what were the, did you, did you like ask for like, what was the physical evidence? Well, I was just like, you know, have you looked into any of the megaliths? Have you looked into anything about the megaliths? He's like, yeah, actually, I listened to like this a couple guys um, on Graham like a road. I would hope 
Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. Yeah. And he was like, I listened to several of them on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, and they were basically trying to point out that, like, science is refusing to, <laughs> you know, look at the facts, basically. Yep. And uh, and so what – and so I think the debate isn't really, like – it's it's like, are you going to have a secular view of, the, of, of history or are you going to have a, a Christian view of history? Right. Not this uh, atheistic view of history <laughs> or yeah. whatever you – whatever you want to call it. Uh, and there's so much evidence to, to to talk about that. So we we started talking about like he's like I don't I'm like I feel like you 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 know you've been exploring this one house for the last six months and I've been in just just I've been in the physical world. I'm mm-hmm. literally looking at like what's the physical. Uh, I, I I'm not in psychology right now. I'm not talking about how our brain works and synapses and how do we how we believe about God and all that stuff. I'm just not there right now. I don't. It, it's not that it's not important. It's just that I'm like. Okay, did this stuff happen or not? Like, did Jesus's transfiguration on the mountain happen, or or not? Yeah, that's a that's yeah. Okay, so that's that's that is that you may have just hit on the split of of the camps where it's like okay, you can you can just take it into okay the science of belief and what happens to the brain when you pray yeah. and are people people hardwired to a supernatural worldview and all this other stuff or is this actual historical events that happened and then i guess going into does it matter because i guess people like which all right at some point we're gonna have to we need to get dan on here because i feel like yeah. we reference dan all the time but <laughs> i want to I, I mean i know what he's gonna say but i want him in on this but it's like you know some people would say that it, it, I guess it largely doesn't matter, um, and I guess that's what I – maybe that's where I, I landed. More. It does matter. Yeah, okay. So why do you think it matters? Because you have people that are leaving Christianity and they're going to UFO religions. Mm, okay. Because yeah. they're, they're going, okay, modern science is bullshit. The church is bullshit. Uh, we have evidence that something happened in history. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna go with my own spiritual road. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. the church is refusing to embrace spirituality, and it's literally killing itself, and it's killing curious minds, and people are leaving in droves. And they're and like that's what Heiser says. He's like, I go to these UFO conferences to try to win people back to Christianity because they literally have no avenue to explore their spiritual beliefs. They look at the evidence and they go, clearly something's happening, or they have a UFO encounter, just like people who have Bigfoot encounters, like their whole worldview gets shook shook up. People have UFO encounters, and then they're like, okay, God doesn't exist. This UFO, you know, they're gonna they, whatever I've been told doesn't isn't true. I'm gonna go down that road. So I do think guys like Dan are doing a disservice to people who are who see the world differently than they do because they refuse to read that part of the Bible as literal true. You know what I mean? Right. Or literal, it, literal events or whatever. Yeah, and I, I think I texted you because it was in, like uh, I think the Sunday after we talked, um, it was the Bible verse. It was in, um, gosh, I don't know, uh, some Old Testament book. This makes me sound really learned, but one of them old books. But Tell it, me, it I might the, know. It was the verse about um, like the Anakites or whatever and uh, – basically one of the giant races and it was like one of those verses and it was just like glossed over and it was like so here here was a perfect example of something bonkers that the bible is talking about and it was just i think they plucked out some sort of 
moral truth about it where it's like okay but th- th- there's it's actually talking about like a giant race of men yeah you know what i'm saying like th- this is this is this is what we're that's what i don't get why is that stuff why is it why is the resurrection of christ the only miracle people are willing to believe in or the only supernatural thing people are willing to believe in well it's How weird because it track in terms of like the orthodox and a lot of the catholic stuff they believe that like the transfiguration is the ultimate miracle that jesus does it's the it's the pinnacle of his miracles and i would say it's the weirdest one of his i don't think things are weird anymore i would say that but the bible's no longer weird to me it's just we're weird yeah <laughs> like like that text i sent you about that tweet of like we're the weird ones right yeah. like we live in a fa- in fantasy worlds and then chastise everything through our agnostic views it's weird it's like we live in star wars you know what I mean? We know all the characters. We know the whole world. That is, and we and we update our fantasy football draft, and then we say you're an idiot for believing these that the that the Bible has this kind of quote unquote fantasy sounding uh, story to it. But I just think it's funny because I'm like the ancients would laugh at what we do on a daily basis. Go home, go to Walmart, come home, update our fantasy drafts. Like what? <laughs> what has human human uh, life devolved to? You know, like, what right. are these? What are these creatures? Like, we're the weird ones. I think I could. Yeah, well, we we're we are for sure we are in a new age, and we are in a spiritually calcified age. Where, but it's but it's like we're it's uh, it's so. I think you're right. It's so paradoxical because we're we are, but we're not. Like, there's such a huge influx recently in like the new age in wiccan in divination ouija boards dmt psychedelic drugs there's like this huge push you know uh with sabrina like there's the the satanic stuff is super in vogue again so it's like Mm. and i don't i guess that lends credence towards people like wanting i don't know if it lends it towards people wanting it to be true or seeing a truth in it or if it's just like a just another genre of fantasy for people i don't know i probably it would lend it to people desiring something like that to be true i guess yeah i mean uh, i I mean for me it's like i didn't i didn't want these conclusions like I was on a progressive Christian path for the last six or seven years. I was getting more and more than like things are metaphorical. There's a deeper truth to it all. We have to think about this harder. And then I got sick. And then I got like I, I, I there was a couple of days where I just kind of embraced my own death. I don't know. My mind just changed. It was like I'm gonna die. I could die. This could kill me. I I I, I sort of gave up my. I sort of gave up. Like okay. Like I, I give up. Like my my understanding of reality, my understanding of this, my understanding of God. I'm jaded. I'm bitter. I have a lot of things that people go through church trauma, and then they they try to rewrite the Bible based on their trauma. They try to write their Bible because they had such a shitty experience with their pastor or with church culture, and they're afraid to kind of have any sort of conservative lens of the Bible because, well, certainly that group of people that taught me this stuff and had all these problems, they're they're not right the way they review the Bible. And I do see where both sides go wrong. Uh, like, 
like instead of building Noah's Ark in in the 21st century like they did in Kentucky. Yeah. Like like they should be trying to excavate giant bones around the world and actually prove that these these giants existed because that would prove that would prove the Bible is true way more than finding a boat that's dug up out of the ground. Like I, I just right, we get on, we, yeah, you know. because I, I'm not, I'm also not like, or I, I'm, I'm totally fine with Genesis not being literal anymore, or being like a, you know what I'm saying? Like, or do you think? Well, Be- well, Heiser says that it's a direct response to Mesopotamian yes. stuff, so it's like it's a epic. Yeah, Epic of Gilgamesh is saying, look, all these gods gave us the knowledge. And Genesis is trying to say, no, they're they're bad. They, the, you know, the God of Yahweh, the God of the Bible is the true God. And he's not, he's trying to save you from your, from your, from these fallen angels, this knowledge, this thing. So, yeah, I mean, one thing that Heiser's really opened my mind to is that, you know, you need context. Yes. Yes, and so, much. if and I think progressives and traditionalists both miss this point. Progressives don't want to read the Book of Enoch, Epic of Gilgamesh, all this stuff because it's just it's not rational. You read that stuff and it sounds weird, it sounds crazy. It's not you can't rationally explain a lot of that stuff. And then traditionalists are just afraid of it because they think you're slippery slope. You, just, you read one, you're just gonna you're gonna fall right into Satan's hand. And it's like, yeah. well, yeah, but but. But Heiser makes great points. He says, you know, Peter and Jude reference the, the book of Enoch. So they say that angels that sinned, and that's nowhere in the Old Testament. So, okay, well, you have New Testament writers referencing a- other ancient books. Then get off your ass and read those things because yeah. it's important. Have you have you uh, read the book of Giants? I have not read the book of Giants. You need to. It's uh, Well, it's it's fragmented, so you can just Google like book of Giants PDF. But so it's, it's just really the whole story. A, it's just cool, a and but so the book of giants is from the perspective of one of the giants, and he's getting these dreams of uh, a tablet, and a wave crashes over the tablet, and like all the writings, all the names are washed away except for like a few, and he's getting super freaked out, and so he goes to Enoch, and he's like, hey. I need you to go talk to God and like, like what's up with this because I'm getting scared and Enoch goes to God. And that's when the giants try to get Enoch to intervene on their behalf. And mm. God's like, no, sorry. They're there. It's like the, one of the most metal things ever. Cause he's like, there will be no peace for you. Like basically like, no, you're going to die. And wow. then the flood happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think, you know, we have to, we have to sort of realize that, you know, whatever history we have, I mean, even the guys that are, you know, even like secular scientists who have kind of that punk rock spirit, like, you know, Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson, they, they, they're like, look, you know, like the world, the world suffers some cataclysmic events and there's evidence for this. And like, Hmm. I thought it was interesting on, on that podcast about how he said like, you know, legions of scientists were just lambasting these guys and yeah. uh and yeah, i and, and i and the whole yeah. and the whole the the whole egyptian government like graham hancock specifically like the whole like dude the the like just some ancient civilization stuff like the pyramid like the whole narrative about everything is just so wrong like the pyramids there's not even 
like the whole Egyptian society was inherited. Like it was built before the quote Egyptians that we know settled there. There's no like, like they don't know, like the pyramids were there when they got there. Right. And the whole Egyptian governments, like there's a, they've uh, x-rayed and there's a cavern beneath the Sphinx, but the government's like, no, we're not going to let you dig down there. They're just like, they're stonewall the whole thing. And they're like, nope. Uh, this is what we are saying is going on, like the whole the water erosion of the Sphinx, like indicating that it's like thirty three thousand years old and yeah, it used that's... to be flooded out. Yeah, but but the, it's just being stonewalled, and there's like no, we we don't want to investigate that. We're good with what we got. Yeah, and I think you can't even get you can't even get um, your smart, educated grad student friends to admit that they're these giant. There's these giant loop, these, just these 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 problems with organized religion, organized science, organized universities, because they have this groupthink, or they or they have they they don't realize that like science barrels on down a road, and you become emotionally invested in your ideas, and then you know you, if you if you hit any oo part, any out of place artifact, you, you 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 shelve it because you can't emotionally and mentally handle it. And it happens all the time, and I think that, uh, you know, like, like I was, I was kind of saying on Twitter today. I, I was making a post about this. I was saying, like, look, you know, like people are trying, people are starting to attack Joe Rogan as anti-science, pseudoscience, um, misinformed, dumb. Like, I see a lot of these memes, like the woke bro. Where'd you get your information, bro? And it's just like number one, Joe Rogan. You know, blah 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 blah. And you see this. It's like an attack from probably university people realizing just like the music industry realized when Napster came around that they're losing their foothold on information. They no longer are the key door, you know, they're they're not the door doorkeepers of this information anymore. Joe Rogan can bring on some expert and bypass everybody, science, universities. He, he just can talk directly to the public. And it's, and it's, it's like, it's like Napster. I can just give you the music. You know what I mean? And what do they do? They lawyered up and they tried to sue Napster and it didn't work. And so if you, do, if you don't embrace these channels, it just shows a weakness in, their, in the way they see themselves, in the way they see information getting out there. And I think that history in general, what we've been told and taught has been lock, in lockdown, but it's it, not anymore. Like it's getting out. Things are getting out. People are learning things. People are seeing things. People are getting more information and they're pissed and they're moving on. They're going – all right, church, if you're not going to talk about this shit, I'm going to move on to something else. All right, university, if you're not going to talk about this stuff, I'm going to move on. And and, and I think it shows up in our politics. People know, like, they, they can see it in Iowa. They see something going on. They know that, like, we're not being told the mm-hmm. truth. And, they, and, they, and, they're, and they're just – they're getting more passionate about guys like Trump who continue to tell them, yeah, the system's rigged. The news is rigged. Look at – you know, and it's just empowering dudes like Trump, dudes like Rogan. Because they're, regardless if they if they bring you good information or not, they're just like they're punk rock in spirit, and people are are tired of these avenues. And so, but you've got guys like Dan who are like they call it they they call it pseudoscience too, and it's like okay, so everything that goes through your brain and your filter is good, and everything that doesn't is pseudoscience, and that's. That's the problem is, is is there's sort of this elitist ego that I know the good information. I can find the good information. Whatever you found is 
is bad. And I just think, well, well, it's so I've had, I don't know, but I, all right, I've had this is, and it's really, I guess it's been through, it kind of has been through like podcasting and talking to so many people. It's like, and I can't rem- I can't think of a specific thing where like I've had that my, or I've had, I've like thought I knew about something and then I found, I found out some truth about something and I'm like, Oh, this is what that feels like to be confident about something I was wrong in and then change my mind when presented with new information. So it's like on that side of the coin, I can, I can jive with things like, like, or I guess like becoming an expert on something through independent research and then realizing that most people are wrong and it's frustrating. Does that, yeah. does that make sense? So like I've I've experienced that so I know that that is a thing. But I also it's it's like like I like I've been telling you like sitting through my civilization college class and I'm just like this half of the shit just so yeah. many words like probably and we assume and yeah, you know, it's the, the prevailing thing is and I, it's just like what this is so, okay so so the Disney version the Disney yeah, version. what 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 you're saying is like we think so it might not be true but then you then it I guess by the scientific method that's all you can go on and therefore that is quote true until proven otherwise but you can't prove it unless you have enough money cuz I guess it's you know especially with things like when people ask like okay well where's the evidence with things like this is the thing that like John Anthony West and Graham Hancock run into trouble with with archaeology a lot of this stuff is in war-torn corrupt yeah. government countries that ain't letting nobody just come over there and dig a, yeah you know culturally yeah, same with sites. same with the same with the Indian burial burial mound same thing yeah so I'm they don't in, let them people in yeah so um in so uh Louisiana State University uh LSU where I'm at in Baton Rouge is about an hour north they have um what they now think are the old like it might be there's recent evidence to suggest it's the oldest construction site in like on earth or at least in the North American continent we have these indian mounds um and uh, my buddy is an archaeologist around here, and it, they're just protected. So, like, you can't dig. They haven't looked in them. Like, yeah. but if you go by the indigenous stories, these are like ancient giant tombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, I mean, I was listening to a guy on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like there's so many fragments of this conversation. I'm trying to keep it back in, you know, in some sort of electric fence here. We can kind of make sense of what we're talking about. But, I know it's uh, it's, it's, it's easy like, to sound kooky, but, but but I think that I literally stumped my buddy today, who, who's a really good thinker, a really smart guy, and I was just like, look, there is there is physical evidence that the gods of Deuteronomy 32, the Tower of Babel, whatever you want to call it. There is evidence to suggest that human beings had lowercase gods in control of them for a long time. And they, you know, you see the, you know, the, the Mayans and you see, all, you see the Egyptians and you see all these cultures with these megaliths all over the world. And they had weird stuff and they had weird technology. 
But then you, but then you can compare it to like the Epic of Gilgamesh and other Mesopotamian stuff and Egyptian texts, and it's all saying that like the same thing that there was these this catastrophic event, and it was saying it says you know there were these gods that gave the knowledge to people, and the Bible says that, and the Bible just has a, a I guess a non secular view that these entities were out to literally destroy humanity. And so what it makes more sense for sin, it makes more sense for the historical context, it, it makes more sense it, for everything. It gives a clear enemy. It it makes it all make sense. It makes yes. like ordered slaughters in the Bible make sense. Yeah. It makes the whole um the old dietary restrictions making sense like that you sh- you shall not eat the blood of any like flowing blood in any animal cuz that was a direct rebuke of cannibalism and the flesh eating giants. But did you ever uh did you see Wonder Woman? No, I haven't. Oh man. So that's uh you need to um also this all, you know, the whole superhero thing, that's where this came from is like the sure. old like ancient uh demigod stories. That's like the origin of that like the the Ubermensch, yeah. the It's so, weird how much pop culture has all these references and like, you know, my buddy was like, is this why everyone loves games Game of Thrones so much? Is Game of Thrones kind actually of. is actually is that actually the history of humanity? Mm-hmm. I'm like I'm like it's probably more true than not, and yeah, right. Well, just just the, the framework is it's 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 the Joseph Campbell hero with a thousand faces thing. It's the you know anyway. But there's a part in Wonder Woman that kind of that's like a per- so the the main villain in that is Ares, like because uh, Wonder Woman's like based in Greek mythology or whatever, loosely. Uh, and so Ares, and this is during World War One, and there's great scenes where Ares like is whispering into the minds of these scientists and gets them to create this super toxic uh, chemical warfare. And mm. it's like, that's a that's the basic idea of like, you know, yeah, these got, lowercase g gods influenced man to like create these things, the forbidden knowledge stuff. Yeah. It goes, and that's the whole, and this is, it, this is what make it makes me so mad because people are so dismissive about it, but it's like, it, this is just what everyone is saying. If you go back to the origins of all these stories, like royalty, like yeah, who had the first right to be a king? Has anyone ever thought about that? Like, why do you get to be king, buddy? It's because they claimed divine blood. Yeah, that was that was the, their their stake. They're like, I am king because I'm literally a god. So yeah. therefore. And there was probably some muscle behind that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think the thing is that the tendency for modern man is to think that, like, science is in this linear progression. Technology is in this linear progression. And so we're just barreling straight. And so whatever and, we just, and humanity, like intellect. Yeah, like, yeah. I hate the idea of the herder caveman yeah. that was just this idiot. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah, that right. was the case, man. I don't – if anything, I think we're getting dumber. Like, well, that's yeah, 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 and that's what those guys think, you know. The, yeah, the, it, it's like I like that's my the, the more I mean, those guys by Graham Hancock or whatever. Yeah, because you know. it's like, dude, look at like the city of Petra, like that city carved into the mountain that's like complete stone. There's just so much. There is there's so much about prehistory that just screams well, crazy advanced. Well, the, the problem is, is you have modern day man. Well, what I liked about Heiser is he says, look, you know, like they didn't have, you know, theologians for a thousand years didn't have access to these texts. You know, they didn't discover the Dead Sea Scrolls and a lot of this stuff until, 
you know, the 1800s or whatever. And so they didn't have in like the 70s. Uh, what about the other? What about the Mesopotamian? When did when did we get access to those? To, those the, the were Dead Sea was in like seventy two. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we didn't have, but that was more biblical stuff. I'm trying to talk oh, about the, yeah. uh, the non biblical stuff, like oh yeah, like like the Hammurabi's code and like like them like ancient shit or yeah, like Epic of Gilgamesh. And oh yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, we'll like say that. Eighteen hundred something like that. I don't know, but it, what I'm saying is like we didn't have these things, and so you have Calvin, Luther. Augustine, they're all filtering the Bible with no context, trying to make sense of it. Of course, they're going to they're going to do their best, and they're going to say a lot of stuff. But they come up with it like they take the word elect, and they don't know what to mean by the word elect. So they create this whole predestination theory based on these verses, and it's just like I was talking to my sister who was who's like a successful author for many years, and I was like, she, you know, because we grew up Christian and stuff, and we were we were kind of talking about this. I'm like, if you if you were writing a novel today. You, you know, you would casually mention things like, I took out my computer and I typed an email, blah, 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 blah. You're not going to spend five chapters explaining what a computer is. Mm, yeah. You're just going to say those phrases. So they drop Elohim. Move on, yeah. They, they drop Nephilim, Elohim, words like this, and then they just keep writing. And we read this thousands of, year late, thousands of years later and go, what the hell is a Nephilim? Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not going to spend five chapters of the Bible explaining what the Nephilim are. Because everybody knew. Yeah, everybody knew. It's like a computer. It's like an iPhone, right? Yeah. But 500 years from now, if someone reads a book and someone's and there's this word computer or iPhone in it, people are going to go, what the fuck is an iPhone? Right. You know what I mean? That same right. thing is happening when you read the Bible nowadays. And so you have all these theologians debating over this stuff. And I'm just like, bro, you got to get some context. Yeah. You literally have to open up other stuff and figure out, okay, where, how does this all tie together? And and the, what I think is fascinating is that ancient texts support the Bible. They don't, they don't make the yes. Bible, they don't make the Bible sound more confusing. They actually make it sound, uh, whoa. They give, we, they give it more, they give it more, uh, it gives it more. Credence? Yes, credence, because it's, it's, it's. That's the thing. It's like uh, I can't remember who said it, but they're like, if if like the flood, if if these concepts were exclusive to the Bible, duh, yeah. easily dismissible, easily. Okay, one book, sure, like whatever. This is so. It's like it's like the it's like dragons. How like that's a, that that's a thing that has crossed oceans and centuries of people that never yeah. met each other. Every culture has had a dragon or a serpent. Yeah, it's like okay, that probably means. And I'm even willing to say, like, okay, there was a, it was like a, like a mega boa or like a giant anaconda, like whatever. But that, to me, that tells me that everyone saw something that existed. I don't believe it was some like mass hallucination across cultures. Yeah, yeah, we we have no cognitive frame of reference, so we don't we we write it all off as myth. We write it all off as oh, they were just doing shrooms, and we write it all off as. Right. Is it didn't happen that way, like you know? I was, I, it's hard, man, because I, I, I think you know, like my buddy today, he, he's open minded about it. We were talking, and I'm like, I'm sorry, man, I, I'm literally steamrolling you with some crazy information. It's like, no, I'm open, I'm, I'm open minded, man. Hey, hit me with it. And I think a lot of people just need years of breadcrumbs. They need little bits and pieces before they can actually accept these things. And so I was telling them, I was walking them through. I said, you know, when I first heard the Bigfoot stories, I was like, eh, that, that's weird. And then I thought, oh, you know, like people are describing the same thing. And then I thought, oh, man, there's, there's an animal that exists out there, right? And then I thought, well, maybe it's not an animal. 
you know and this took this took a course of three or four years before i was willing to make these logical leaps of like my mind was moving down the trail i was open-minded i was kind of hearing more information and when people you know they, they they say things like oh yeah bigfoot just disappeared i'm like you know if i had heard that in the first couple of episodes i'd have been like what you know like these guys are crazy but but when you get when, when you get to a point where you're like maybe it could you know and so you read Jesus's transfiguration in the 21st century and you just go, this is the, this is, this didn't happen. Like Jesus didn't have light rays shooting out of him. Like he literally sounded like, you know, the, the shiny ones in, in, in the, in the book of Enoch, you know what yeah. I mean? And so, you know, what is, what is going on here? Well, you know, like Heiser says, he's literally picking a fight with the adversary. Yep. Like, He's up there shining on the mountaintop where supposedly the the, the, the watchers descended. And yeah. then he tells Peter, Peter, uh, Mark, and John, I think, right? Or Matthew. Uh, there was only three disciples with him on the mountain. Okay. Yeah. And he just says, well, I got to go die. You know what I mean? And uh, they don't get it. And we don't get it. And I was actually going to talk to you about – remember last time we talked about the story of Joseph? Yeah. I wonder if instead of the Bible being kind of connected, I wonder if everything and – and I could go a little crazy here. Maybe there's so much underground themes. What if when the, Joseph is in the prison, he's symbolizing the three days that Jesus is gone and Jesus goes into the, to the prison, the abyss, the chains, the dark place, the underworld. What if Joseph himself symbolized being down there? Uh, where did Jesus go for three days? You know, where was he and what was he doing? And, you know, we have these stories in the Old Testament. Maybe everything's just trying to get us to see that the Yahweh, the God of Israel, is, is truly for humanity. And he's trying to communicate that in these little coded messages that... That the, the, the adversary, the demons, the fallen angels, the gods, whatever you want to call them, don't can't figure out, can't decipher, can't make sense of. But but later on, we can start to piece together these these things, and so that's well, and and that's what so that's that's what's I could push back on that or or wonder about that could be so, too much Gary Wayne, you know? No, well, no, I mean, so it's <laughs> like no, I think uh, a pushback could be like. Oh well, then then obviously the Joseph story, like you could say, yes, that 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 is what that meant. Therefore, it was a crafted story to symbolize that specific thing. Or it's what's an even crazier idea is is the fact that God allowed or orchestrated God that that whole the whole thing of of. Uh, predestination is, is a mind fuck, but it's like, okay, so did, did God literally or- orchestrate this event in such a way that it's going to be represented, representative of a future event, which is just a crazy idea. Yeah, like, are we chess players in a, in a yeah. game? Ooh. And, like, we, we, think that, we think that we are, you know, the, ch- the chess board and the players here on the board are, like, all we're moving ourselves, but really we're being moved around subconsciously i don't know man because you could go all the way down to like they say that you know the microorganisms in your gut help make make your decisions anyway they tell they 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 manipulate your decisions so like you know like if you're trying to kill off too much 
candida in your body, for instance, you get sugar cravings because these microorganisms are like, feed us sugar, feed us sugar. And you'll literally go to the store and buy donuts because you're killing off microorganisms when you're, especially with Lyme treatment. I know that, all about yeah. this stuff. It's that, weird. Well, that's, 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 uh, that was like my buddy that had Lyme. I told you, he said he would like get, he would get crazy chocolate yes. cravings. Yeah. Cause you're yeah. killing microorganisms in your gut that are like, no, don't kill us. So anyway, all I have to say is, um, well, you know, Jesus hints at things when he says, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Like, like, wait, what is it? Yeah. You're talking to your buddy, Peter, but he's, but yeah, he's, cause he's not literally calling him Satan. He's calling him like adversary or, it, or, or Satan is moving through you right now. He was oh, trying yeah. to, trying to use you like a chess piece to get me to make another move. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, um, Matt Skiba, I think is the other guy. Not the, uh, or wait, Sorry. or is that the dude from Alkaline Trio? That is Alkaline Trio. I think his name is Matt Skiba, though. Something, Rob Skiba. That Rob is. <laughs> In, uh, punk, Alkaline punk Trio 13.3. Um, yeah, Punk Rock Slip. Um, that's what, he, he was big on move, counter move, and that was his, so especially, like, he was doing a timeline of, uh, during the 60s with the, um, UFO revolution, and then... The New Age movement, and then, bam! All of a sudden, you had the Dead Sea Scrolls being revealed, and all this new knowledge came about. And it was like that was a counter move, and move, counter move, move, counter move. And I thought that yeah. was kind of an interesting idea. Wait. Yeah, well, I mean, Paul Paul talks about this a lot, right? He talks about it in Corinthians. You know, I think it was Corinthians, First Corinthians two eight. He says, "If if the princes of this world knew, they wouldn't have crucified Jesus." And so. Who crucifies Jesus? People or, or the or the princes of this world? Well, you know, the, or they said the rulers of this age or whatever, whatever ter- interpretation you say that, right? And, um, you know, so what you have is like you have people making decisions and doing things, but clearly you have other forces at play interacting, moving through to, there's like, it's like cross-dimensional activity. Like we can't see the fourth dimension. We don't know the interactions. It's weird because, you know, if you look, if you read the Bible, it's like one week everyone's praising Jesus, and the next week they're literally crucifying. So what? How did the mental shift shift happen so quickly? How did they go from palm branches celebration to crucify him? Well, they were possessed. It sounds like they were literally possessed. There was some other thing going on there. That's that's always how, and that's especially with. That that's always been my belief is that I I do I guess have a, a a relatively high regard for people. I'm not one of those like you know people are usually quick to just say oh like people are dumb sheep or like especially people involved in like cults or doomsday cults or weird religions or sex or whatever. And it's like yeah. well I kind of, or even you can kind of look at. And the, people don't like this, I guess, because it, it they believe it takes away personal responsibility. But even things like, if evangelicals, re- do you like, if you're really saying you believe Trump is a Christian, I would say you were being spiritually deceived, dude. Like you, there was yeah. something like clouding you because it's like, I, you know, it, things that just defy logic. I, I'm gonna give a slight benefit of the doubt and say like it, it perhaps. There is a spiritual thing behind this that you are being deceived. Yeah, I mean, it could go both ways. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, I think the weird thing about the whole Trump phenomenon is just that, you know, people have this idea that that, that, that 
that people are all good or all bad. You know what I mean? And it's just weird. It's like Trump can do no wrong. Trump can do only wrong. You know, and there's these two camps. And I'm just like, mm, yeah. Obama, Obama can do only great and Obama can do only bad. And it's just like, it's all fundamentally tried to add to this just weird, like, no, everyone does does both things. Now, like, you know, maybe Trump's being influenced by some people and trying to make some different decisions. But it's like, he can't do only wrong or only good. He's just making decisions. And then there's other people who say that the president doesn't actually have any power. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's the deeper, deep state of the government that's pulling the strings and then... That's really what goes down. Goes down, you know. We, he gets intelligent briefs, and then he makes decisions. But really, well, in this, in the, well, the this, intelligence briefs. This same argument you could also use towards like, and I like, I, I'm, I, I get that it sounds like a cop out, but it's like you could even say the people like people pushing. This is this is I guess the problem with spiritual stuff is you have the people that over spiritualize everything and then you have under spiritualizing things and it's like yeah. you could even so I guess what we're talking about really is that is it spiritually influenced that like these ideas aren't that you know the whole the Smithsonian cover up of giants and stuff is there some sort of nefarious like demonic plot against it I guess that is kind of what we're talking about and I will concede that that sounds crazy. I yeah. would also say that it's not impossible or like people don't want to think shit like that is possible. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like two intellectual straight jackets, you know what I mean? Yes. But one on and, um, you know, it's funny cause like God re- rebels against that sort of thing in some, in so many instances. It's like, he doesn't show up when you think he's going to show up and he shows up when you do and, or does when you, when you don't, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's Yeah. You know, like the spiritual buzz or or, or, or the spiritual desert. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We, we we sort of live for these. I don't know. Every, everything is uh, polarized <laughs> these days for some yeah. reason. But so yeah, I, I I think that I think that it's hard with politics just because it's it's a whole other can of worms. But it is. But with, with with Christians, what I think is fascinating about this subject is you have both sides of the coin not not wanting to address any of this stuff. Well, and I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like imagine even a church that that like okay, so like what would it look like at a church that does address this and like where what place does it have? What purpose does it serve? And because this this also is an easy thing to get stuck on. And kind of miss other things, I guess, or is it? I don't know. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Or, or, or is it? Is it literally the the main thing? And I guess it's what Paul's talking about. Like our fight is against powers and principalities, and like this is like what life is all about. Well, I, I don't know. Well, I think since you know, since the church divorced itself from the spiritual worldview, I'm quoting Heiser here. You know, from from Augustine's day, Augustine was the first guy to really say, "Yeah, let's, let's move on from this these, these weird ideas. Let's move into a more rational understanding of our existence." The church has completely blown up into a million pieces since then. You have all these people who are like, you know, all these denominations. What do they say? They estimate twenty eight thousand denominations of Christianity now. So it's like twenty eight. For is that a real number? Yeah, it's a real number. And I, because we've, we have no consensus, we have no context, we have no idea what the Bible is actually saying. We all think we're right and, 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 it, and we go down that rabbit hole. And I think it's, it's done us a huge disservice. So if the present age needs to be consumed, 
we're probably getting closer to the end of the present age being consumed because we're at the point where we literally wake up, we are we are drones, we go to Walmart, we eat our Cheerios, we come home, we watch our TV shows, our, our Netflix, we go to bed, and then we just argue online about to the red or blue pill. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just yeah, we are we are. <sighs> I don't know what I don't know how it could get any worse than it is right now. Like it just feels like what it, we we boiled every all of existence is boiled down into these two ideological camps, and we're just about everything, and we're just well. And you have kids, huh? Yeah. So like, what's as a parent? I mean, that's I was having this talk with someone the other day about um yeah because he was and he's an atheist, but we were talking about um the, the you know just regular uh monday afternoon collapse of society talks and just like about the iowa stuff and it's like so what's like what's happening like or is this is this a lot of people on reddit or or, um especially people from other countries have been commenting like well it it, it was a good while it lasted america like this is this is is the sign of the end or whatever (laughs) and so we're just having that talk about like like yeah I, i agree with you in what i don't know what else like i don't know that's honestly or, like my prayer. So it's it's or that, you can open whole... your mind, or you can open your mind and be a free thinker and and feel and, and realize that like you know your life is a spiritual gift and you can do what you want to do and you can you can live an informed existence. You can tell your kids deeper truths. You can grow your own food. You can have your own truth of 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 uh, you can just choose to read the weirder parts of the Bible and you can have friends over your house and have open discussions and have a free thinking, you know, a church or a group or whatever. I mean, people are revolting. I think that's what Joe Rogan is doing. People are revolting against the systems. They're like, I'm going to go listen to some crazy open-minded dude on Rogan. I don't care what my friends say. I don't care what my professor says. I don't care what my parents say. I'm going to get information. I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open my mind up. So, we are revolting. We realize history, ideas, religion, politics. Things aren't what we're being told, and we're getting pissed about it. And we're and and we, you know, I mean, politics is one thing, but here's the thing that's interesting. You have these places like Twitter who are like, "Oh yeah, everyone's woke," and then Donald Trump gets elected. Right. <laughs> clearly, 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 what whatever you think the society is at isn't where society is at. Yes. And, and Donald Trump was just, see, I think people think, oh yeah, Donald, people don't see how immoral he is. No, Donald Trump was an outsider. That's all people wanted. They were given the Hillary Clinton. They didn't want her because they obviously realized that even the Democrats didn't roll out who the people wanted in the Democratic side. I mean, Bernie Sanders was filling auditoriums. Like literally, he was like a, he was like, you know, a rock star rolling into towns and had thousands of people showing. I mean, Hillary couldn't even fill a high school gym. And it's like people didn't want her. And so people voted for Trump because it wasn't her. It didn't yeah. care. It did, and he he embodied the outsider. And it's just so obvious to me that, like, he was always going to win. And there's always all this evidence that literally her campaign was elevating Trump because she thought he was going to be an easy win. People aren't stupid. They saw through it all. They saw that, like, oh, you want to even bring in Trump? Oh, we're going to vote for him anyway, just to just to screw you. We're going to pull. We're going to push yeah. the temple down on ourselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> because you think that you think we're so stupid 
We'll, we will literally choose, you know, something else over this manufactured choice. Trying to usher in Hillary Clinton as this choice, as this, you know, woke individual running on a platform. We have a ch- no. It's like that's all it was. Now we have taken that choice and tried to ma- tried to manipulate Trump into being this this godsend to us. I think that's where what you're arguing against, like Christians saying that he's a godly man or whatever. Yeah, it's just like absurd. yeah, he's. He's just a political outsider. Yeah, he's a douche, and and and, and like <laughs> and maybe maybe he's doing some good stuff. We don't know, but here's what I do know: every single person on my artist friend of mine who says they're woke and they are anti-Trump has a manager or a booking agent that's just like Donald Trump. So yeah. it's like you know we we have assholes running our businesses, and that's okay, but we don't want an asshole running the country. That's bad. You know what I mean? Because I didn't vote for that guy. Well, then fire your agent and fire your manager and hire someone who's woke and actually will take, you know. No. Why? Because it's my burst, It's my money. It's my business. I'm allowed to have higher assholes to run my company. So it's just it's, it's a double standard. It's a weird world we live in. I'm on a little bit of a soapbox here. But, <laughs> See? but, but people, people think – people overthink this Trump thing. They overthink it. Like, like people – you know, it's like, no, Hillary Clinton was the worst thing to happen in an election for people who are people just people can, you know you you hang out in Tennessee with some with some folks who good old good old fashioned folks who who will bake you a pie and come over and sit down and talk to you they they don't they're not stupid they know what's going on so yeah, yeah we've moralized the character who's just a businessman who does things the way he wants to do it and we we've, we've tried to turn him into like our savior and that's just terrible that's but at the same time, it's like it is what it is. I, 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 I just think when it comes to the Bible, what's interesting about the Bible is you, you have you have you have the traditionalists and the progressives both ignoring this stuff. Like yeah. you have a whole. It's it has nothing. It's it's nothing like what's happening in politics. You literally have just it's a, it's a vac it's a vacant space. People well, no, are, the problem is it's been filled by hardcore flat earthers and Ken Ham's yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and you are just pigeonholed into that. Ken Ham's Ken Ham is into the Nephilim? No, well I'm just no. Uh, I don't know. Well I guess he probably would, right? Probably he, not. None of those people really they're well, not they, I mean he's the he's the Genesis literal guy. Why would he not be? Well they don't read anything else besides the Bible, so they don't Oh that's true. <laughs> they don't they don't, I don't know. need no book except the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that's but those are the that is what it is lumped into, or it's or it's like a weird conglomeration of lizard people, David Ike, uh, like it's 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 weird yeah, lumped you. into the same kiln as as there it's are some literal it's... crazy people. There are some like people that you know and we're I lumped mean... in there. I mean, think of the ancients, you know, you have people probably sitting around talking about gods and whose gods better and whose idol got destroyed. And I mean, everything just if, if all this stuff literally happened and there's so much more evidence to suggest that it did than I ever thought possible, then you had a weird world going on. You had different kinds of creatures. You had dudes with big old heads, Egyptian pharaohs with elongated skulls. You had ancient tribes all over the world. You had idols being rolled out to battle. You had people who had uh, these, I, these this knowledge on how to create these megaliths. You had Bronze Age and Stone. Oh. Age. You had you had you had one. You, you knew how to you knew how to fight. 
You know, the gods supposedly taught these people how to fight and how to go to war and how to kill each other. And so who knows what else they had? Who knows yeah. what kind of, you know, you, you know, you talk about the drug addict world. Who knows what kind of drugs they had? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and one, one of my one of my favorite crazy extra biblical accounts of like the supernatural, it was the um, the celestial battle in the sky over during the war of the Jews. Joseph yeah. has wrote about it. And it's you look into that. It's, it's basically he's like, I like if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it. But during it was like some battle and in the middle of the battle, like everyone looked up and there was a like angel battle going on above them. Huh. simultaneously and like everyone saw it stopped looked at it wrote it down not a christian just this dude was like i don't know what we all just saw but this is what we all just saw and it's crazy there you go just yeah. writing it down well, this was in what this is this is in- uh josephus wrote it in his uh chronicles of the the wars of the jews oh man yeah see there's so much of that type of stuff well there's i mean so i much i there, just and people even in the bible like Dude, people teleport in the Bible. Yeah. Like, it, there's just so much. There's so much insane shit in there. Well, I that, yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's people. Whatever they're, I don't, I don't know where you draw the line of saying, are you, do you actually, are you actually a Christian? I don't think it looks like this, and I don't think it looks like that. I actually think it looks like the top of the pyramid, not the two bottom corners. There's some, there's some weirder stuff you have to come down to admit to. And, you know, it's just all uh, – it's almost like – you know, I, I, I was explaining this to my friend the other day. I'm like, here's the problem with like nerdy grad school theologians. They just sit around and debate like the ten different atonement theories and they all just sit on their Twitter feeds and just go, well, I don't like this one because it has too much violence in it. And I don't like this one because it doesn't do the justification of this atonement theory and these, you know, systematic theology points. And I'm literally reading these threads trying to interject something. And I'm like, I'm not woke and smart enough to even tweet back anything (laughs) because it's just so out there. And you literally have to be like – a super smart person to even understand all these other things, you know, and, uh, I get caught up in a little bit of it. And I'm just like, man, this, this, the truth of the, the truth, God's truth of humanity can't be locked into these, the, just these upper 1% of the minds. It's just, it's just not, yeah. li- it's not living there. I, I know, I don't know how to say that better than that, but no, I think that, I think that's a good way to put it. And I think that's a, That'll, that's probably as, as best as we're going to get as a, as a wrap-up point because i got to get going. But All right, man. That was good stuff, dude. All right, so the next the next goal, I'm about to text Dan and be like, all right, we gotta, we got to do this somehow. My last point is this. It, it's – yeah, you got to go. I'll let you go. Well, no, if it, I mean, we got – yeah. yeah. <laughs> give, me, give me a last point. I'm trying to really like think of of where I I am now from when we talked last, and it is that it it is that there you know like the three falls of man. Christianity was just one fall of man for 35 years of my life, and now I'm realizing it's three falls of man. You've got three different major events in the Bible. And I think Christianity needs to come to terms with this. 
needs to say the ancients believed this. They believed in Genesis 3 fall, Genesis 6 fall, Deuteronomy 32, right? These are the mm-hmm. three these are the three major incursions of humanity. So if you are a Christian listening to this podcast, I would really I would really encourage you to say you have one piece of the triforce. And you can understand the tenets of salvation with that one piece of the triforce. But you're missing two pieces that are huge. You're missing Genesis you're missing Genesis 6 and you're missing Deuteronomy 32. And 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 when David says things like God rise up, reclaim the nations, he's he's literally asking God to do something that relates to the world and what's going on in the world. And that's something that I've understood is the David in the Psalms makes no sense. You know, the Egyptians, the Pharaoh, the gods, the 10 plagues, all that stuff made no sense. But now all of a sudden, all those stories make sense when you have those three falls of man, like the, you know, like when Moses goes to Pharaoh and tries to get the Israelites out, he's, you know, Oh, I understand this. What's going on in the world. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you understand the backdrop. For sure. Why? Like, think about think about this as a Christian when when you're like in church and Pharaoh throws down his his staff and it turns into a snake. You go, wait a minute. How did he have the power to do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> right. You have right, to. Right, right. How did he have the power to do that? Well, he had a he had a lesser god power. But he yeah. had, but he had some power, and so I think that that's where Christianity is losing people. But I, maybe you and I can do some research into how big or how much, and we could talk to Dan about this because I think Dan, at the end of the day, if we to, to set up this next episode, he's going to ultimately go, what's what are we losing? And you could, and you and I can make the point that we are losing people to UFO religions. Okay. Now you and I need to figure out how many people are actually diverting from Christianity to these UFO religions, because Heiser makes it sound like it's a pretty big number. Yeah. And so, because guys like Dan and the church refuse to have a spiritual worldview, you're losing droves of people. And then, what happens if some spiritual event happens in the future, like the Old Testament? What happens to the, to the church in that moment? Does it completely crumble because we haven't? address these issues and so if a, a spiritual entity was to present itself to humanity humanity would the entire church unravel would everyone go well the bible was clearly false this this guy's the, you know yeah because we haven't set up people to realize there is a spiritual theme it started in the beginning it goes all the way through revelation there's there's a past there's a present and there's a future we don't know the details, but here's the world that's set up. Because if some spiritual entity shows up, bro, it could completely crumble the church. And maybe that's why in Revelation it says many will be deceived because nobody is mentally prepared in Walmart day and age going to the Super Bowl, eating, you know, like literally like football and, and Doritos is our life, right? And we, and, <laughs> yeah. And then some spiritual cataclysmic event happens, bro, and we're not going to be ready for it and so those are some some of the more intellectual avenues i think are worth exploring but so i I agree sounds crazy man but yeah try to get dan on he probably won't do it he'll probably be like he might he might he might we'll see all right dude talk to you soon later
Thank you.